From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. We are back after a brief break due to my trip to Israel and then some laziness. Yeah, I was going to say, how come all of our breaks are due to you? I am ready to go. I'm in the Bro, assistant the, chair. The podcast studio is open and available to you when I'm gone. This is I, not, yeah. I would have no idea. This is more of a myself. referendum on you. <laughs> Wait, how did the tables turn? I'm, <laughs> I'm a masterful at turning the tables yeah, you actually are pretty on good. you. Uh, no, but yeah, it's been a bit of a break that we've had. And yes. the reason for that, as you just said, you've been in Israel. Yes. It was an amazing, amazing trip, mm-hmm. as always, to mm-hmm. Israel. By the way, my name's Eric, and this is Matt Down. <laughs> yes, thank you. I think you. we skipped that part, but I think people know us. Hopefully. And it probably says I don't know. It, it's been so long. Maybe it's, it's been, been a while. A while. Like, Who does this again? Yeah. Is this, uh, you know, was that Shannon's voice? <laughs> <laughs> so Israel trip so, started off yeah. a little rough, though, because you had a delay in at LAX, right? Ugh, well, I guess I could almost say, like, I had a delay of two years. Yeah. So this trip was supposed to happen April 2020. Uh-huh. If you remember, we're like right at that time right now, basically yeah. like two years out from when, like, I think even like as of the day we're recording, this is almost like two years out from the Sunday mm-hmm. that we would have been um, our first online Sunday. Yep. And so that's like mid-March. And then April of 2020 is when we were supposed to like go to Israel. So that got yeah. obviously got canceled. And Israel has been one of the strictest um, countries when it comes to COVID regulations. Mm. It's like New Zealand, Hawaii. <laughs> and that's not a country. And, and Israel, and right? And jumping a little bit ahead, how, how yeah. did you experience a lot of COVID restrictions when you were in there a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I mean, there's it was like there's some, but honestly, it's starting to even loosen up like mm. while we were there. But what's so like, you know, we had three and I actually had rescheduled two times, had three trips total canceled. And then finally, this trip was able to happen. But we only had 22 people on this trip where we normally have. And even in that April 2021, we had like 45 like scheduled to go. But I think people are just like tired of the risk of losing their deposit or, you know, and even the co- some of the COVID stuff. So because like to go on this trip, you had to have a, you had to have vaccine and you had to have a booster. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So they have oh, it's a within six months vaccine shot. Wow. You have to have had. And, and, and they, they check for that, too. And everything, yeah, they or? oh, dude, you like upload stuff. They check it when they're, they're in front of you. They're checking everything. So, yeah. So when when we were there, I mean, they're checking all this stuff. You have to have a test just to get on the plane. Wow. And then when you arrive, you get another test. And that's like at the airport, like before you can leave you have to have a test taken so that was like more strict or whatever than like we're used to well just in general isn't ben guron is that how you say it ben gurion yeah. yeah that's just a, a pretty intense airport to it begin is. with because <laughs> is. israel is such a has such security they do because yeah. there's so many nations that are looking yeah looking <laughs> to take to it down yeah. yeah exactly so even when you, you feel the weight of that when you walk in but then let alone add totally these restrictions on it totally but then we did have a, this crazy delay that you were just mentioning. So our flight was supposed to leave at 6 p.m. It ended up getting delayed because guess why? It's kind of crazy. I don't know. Somebody in. So this plane was going to Istanbul, uh-huh. right? So that's like the long flight. Then you take a short flight over to, to Israel. Yeah. And the, the plane that was coming from Istanbul to us. Uh-huh. These, I guess people got in like a fight. Oh, no. When they were loading the plane and like 
people had to get arrested oh. and stuff. Everybody had to get taken off the plane and all this kind of crazy stuff had happened. Oh, so terrible. our plane didn't get to us till six hours late. Why do you think there's been so much plane violence? Are we just hearing about it more? I know, huh? Is it like a social media thing? But I don't know. Like people are crazy, man. I think, yeah. I think people are like getting, I think people in the world in general are sort of like tired of people telling them what to do, huh. even like COVID stuff or whatever, yeah. you know, it's like, don't tell me what to do with my life and all yeah. that kind of stuff, which I get at some level, but like people also need to just like settle down a little right. bit and not fight people over it. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they were fighting about, but yeah. yeah so there's Jeez. some of that, like people though, when you're getting on an airplane, people are kind of like tense. Like it's stressful. I get this spot. I get this, this yeah. area for my carry on bag, you yeah. know? And like, you know, you so, kind of get tunnel vision of like, here's where I need to go. Here's yep. where I need to do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's true. So because we left six hours late, that meant our plane left at midnight. Mm-hmm. That means we missed our connection in Istanbul to go to Tel Aviv. So that meant we yeah. had to take a later flight, which had us not arrive in Israel until 2.30 a.m. Israel time, our plane lands. Then you have to go through all that stuff at the yeah. airport, like all the normal immigration and customs and then COVID testing mm-hmm. and all that. So it's just like more lines to wait in. And then it was like a half hour, 45 minute drive to the airport or I mean to the hotel. Yeah. So we got to our hotel at like 4.30 oh. a.m. And then we're like, all right, everybody, uh, we were going to start at seven, but we'll give you another hour of sleep. Oh. It's like breakfast at eight o'clock. Like let's, that's brutal. And then just day of touring, you know? Yes. <laughs> so brutal. And what was weather like? Well, it was pretty nice. Um, like, cause I was really worried about weather. Yeah. So, cause the weather reports were saying it was going to be pretty rainy, like maybe many days of rain. And the thing is for people out there that don't know about this trip, like, or have not been on or kind of get it, like you are outside 90% of the time, right? Like you're just outside and like even the teaching will just be like people kind of sitting on rocks, like, or, or sitting on like a wall of some ruins or something, listening to a little bit of a teaching, but like, if it's just pouring rain the whole time, that's miserable, Yeah, you know? And um, so thankfully we only had two days, really like two days of rain that's over good. the course of that whole time, mm-hmm. which was not too bad. And and one of those days was like when we were in some museums and stuff like oh, that. Nice. So that was good. Um, but yeah, so it was a pretty great trip, but yeah. um, you've been to Israel. Do you remember what year that was that you went to Israel? Boy, maybe 2015 or so, I think it was. Yeah, something like that. It changed my life. You know, I kind of was one of those people, maybe you're listening to this kind of think the same. I was like, ah, do I really need to go to Israel? It's kind of a touristy place now. And is it really going to feel like it felt back in, you know, Jesus's day? Right, right. But literally, and this is maybe just a little promo for the next one we do. Yeah. I remember waking up at the Sea of Galilee and the sun was rising and walking out and just sitting on the rocky beach and just looking out and being like, no way (laughs) this is the very body of water yes that jesus swam in fished in walked on water on like just incredible like it just it it i don't want to be too over dramatic but it felt like it moved my faith from 2d to 2d to 3d in some ways and so yeah i agree with that i think that whole 2d to 3d thing what you're saying is exactly it like Mm -hmm. you have these sort of images in your mind and maybe if you People that grew up as a Christian is probably different than people that that maybe became a Christian as an adult. But like when you grew up a Christian, that means you're at least or if you weren't a Christian, you're hearing Bible stories as a kid. Yeah. You kind of have these pictures in your head from like kid Bible stories. Right. Like that's what all my pictures were like. And I felt like 99 percent of the Bible takes place in a desert. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's right. what I that's what I thought. I thought it was full on sandy, rocky desert, yeah. and that and that's everything. Yeah. And then you get there, and all of a sudden, all those pictures are getting like reformed and changed and uh-huh. turned into what the reality is yeah. of it. And yeah. and Israel's actually, I think you know, actually a lot of Israel is not desert. Yeah, pretty lush, huh? Yeah, it's total lush parts and. There's people. Promised land. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a 9,000 foot high mountain with snow at the very north end of Israel. And then Mm -hmm. obviously rivers and stuff flow out from that and Mm -hmm. provide like a tunnel. That's the Jordan River, Sea of Galilee. Sea of Galilee is just a huge, massive lake. Yeah. People don't think of, I mean, it's a weird word, like why people called it sea. Uh They actually say, because, you know, people back then wouldn't have um, traveled that far all the time. They're probably not going out to the ocean that often, even though mm-hmm. the Mediterranean is like not that far away, which is an actual sea. Mm-hmm. But then when you look out at the sea of Galilee, the, it's a, just a big lake, but you're probably in that kind of ancient mindset, just like, Oh wow, this is a huge body of water. Mm-hmm. This is a sea. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what some people think of why they started. And calling that's it that. your geography lesson yeah, for today. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing about Israel, yeah. right? You yeah. do a lot of, you kind of do a lot of geography lessons because right. it's also helping you have a sense of like, Oh, okay. Caesarea Philippi, where Jesus talked to his disciples and he says, who do you say that I am? This whole story. And all of a sudden you can sort of picture the place in your head. Yeah. You also have a sense of where you are on the map of Israel, like where, yeah, I feel like you could just hear the story in Caesarea Philippi means it's just blank. nothing to it's you. It's just blank. Yeah. 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 It's just a blank. It's just a conversation that took place in a room or something. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it places it in its context. Yeah. I feel that anytime I hear this from on the Mount, Matthew five through seven, it's like, oh, I can picture that field at least what it looked like today but yep. maybe even what it sort of looked like back then it's even not the, that developed now even, yeah it's true the wind coming through that like kind of little hillside like i can picture jesus talking in that or going to the garden of gethsemane that was the other game changer for me was like yep. being in that garden and looking seeing jerusalem from there and being yep. like well it's not that far and no, I know. so anyways this is a big commercial for you should go <laughs> listener it is it you is. should go it is a huge commercial actually we're going april 2024 Early April, 2024. Can't wait. That's going to be awesome that we get to do that. (laughs) Don's selling right now. He's trying to get himself in it. (laughs) I'm sure your throat was scratchy after all that teaching. It was kind of a lot of teaching actually, but yeah, it it was a little scratchy. Okay. So what's that like for you? You've been there now, what, 10 times, eight eight times? That was my eighth trip. Yeah. Is it still special for you? Is it still like, you still get emotional at different places or? Yeah. So that's what's just to show you how special it is to go to Israel it was my eighth trip. And I mean, if you talk to some of these people that were on this trip with me, I'm like almost every day, just giddy excited for what we're about to do. Mm. I cried probably three different times, you know, in these different, these different settings, I get emotional at a few different places. I get emotional every time at garden of Gethsemane mm. garden of Gethsemane just hits me hard with the, um, with the, the agony and the crushing that Jesus went through. And, throughout the whole trip you're you're learning about ancient sort of farming and practices of how to how they get water how they get oil because olive oil is so important to them and if you don't know so gethsemane just is is uh the word get shemin is olive press so shemanim is uh is olive presses so it's the garden of olive presses so what you have to think of is it's weird to say a garden of like it's a garden of kitchenaid 
mixers, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Right. Like, and so it's just not like, it's not a term that we would use necessarily, but that's how you have to think of it. So all around we're a bunch of these different olive presses because it was a, it's a place of production. And yeah. so the Mount of Olives makes sense for a bunch of presses to be at the bottom mm -hmm. of the Mount of Olives. Right. So then you've got Jesus goes to this place and we have just been on this trip, like even seeing these presses that are huge stones that, and we, we even get to practice and crush olives mm. and you hear the pit crush, like cracking and crushing and the sound of that. And you see the oil oozing out of it and the juice oozing out of it. And even in, then you put it in baskets and crank it down and press it down even harder. And then Jesus in that place says, mm. I am crushed. My mm. spirit is crushed. And, um, you're just like, oh man. And so Whoa. it just hits you really So much going heavy. on there. Yeah. And we give people on this trip like a time of maybe a half hour or so, or um, sometimes more if we can. Of hey, hey, we we introduce the the passage and 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 just that kind of what I just said to you about the presses and the crushing, and then we say, hey, now go out and just sit sit alone in this area, and we have a little area that you can sit, and there's nobody else is in there, and it feels it's very undeveloped. Mm -hmm. You're just in the middle of some olive trees, and just pray. Just have yeah. a time of prayer. And so it's not just all like running and touring, but sure. you're, you're able to have some moments like that. That's so, so cool. Can I, uh, can I confess something to you? Because you're, you're my pastor too. So oh dear. yes. When I went in 2015 with you, <laughs> I, I stole an, an, an olive branch. You did. I did. Okay. Well, I actually hi highly approve of that. <laughs> I'm not sure the I'm not sure the wonderful country of Israel does, but I still have it. It's in my office. Yeah. In a case. Yeah. I have a little branch leaf. Yes. From Garden of Gethsemane. That's awesome. I totally have that too. I actually have it in the my NLT Bible. Oh, that, really? That I preach out of now no on way. Sundays. Oh, and that's cool. So like I actually remember it was the other day I was preaching and some of the the little leaves like fell out oh, when I was doing oh, it. I was like, "Oh no, I've got to put my olive." Oh, that's perspective right <laughs> there too. Leaves yeah. back in, yeah. yeah. And it's to I I totally have it in that same passage that's too. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, it was hard for me to really get down on you for that. If okay, I, thank I did the you. Same I, thing. I just feel better being able to confess it to somebody. And you know, it's crazy. It's like so, on this trip, I was noticing when we were in the there's this there's this huge, really old Catholic church at the base of Mount of Olives called the Church of the Agony. Yeah. And they have in their garden is where there's these areas of these super, super old olive trees that maybe one or two of them even could be dated back to the first century when, when Jesus was alive. Right. And, Crazy. and these are really, old, really, really wide base trunks and kind of gnarly looking and then uh. new growths coming off of them. But like parts of them almost look dead, but I don't, I don't know how that works. I'm not like a, I'm not an arborist. Brandon like, Elrod. Yeah, Brandon we need Elrod. you, Brandon Andre. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but it's like this area where there's these epic olive trees. And then when we were there, they had just, I think, just had pruned them or had just trimmed them. And they had this area where there was just like stacks and stacks of branches and Ooh. leaves all all there. And I'm just sitting there looking at these like, oh, it's so cool. I yeah. want to take all of these like, you know. And, and then I was trying to ask somebody, which I need to ask Brandon because I was like, could I clip one of these? <gasps> I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. And then we wrap it in water, or like paper, wet paper towels and bring it home and graft it onto a tree here. Wouldn't that be cool? I know. 
so I did something similar <laughs> to this. So in in the 1980s, growing up in NorCal, the 49ers were really good. Sorry for all of you that are listening to this down here in SoCal, but um, they were really good then. They replanted <laughs> part of the grass of the 49ers stadium at Candlestick Park at our little league field. And so this is kind of a long history of stealing stuff, I guess. But yeah. I actually took a little bit of the turf, oh, my yeah. little league field, when no one was there, and tried to plant it at our yard because I wanted the candlestick park grass in our yard, and it died. It so, died. Yeah, it died. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe yours would be different. I think that's a good idea. That's an amazing idea. But I got to try to do the. Yeah, well, I want to see if like maybe we could try to pull that off. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to. I would never go and trim one of the sure. of the agony olive trees without permission. But they're going to just burn it. They're just going to throw it away, right? Yeah, but you, to get like a, you'd probably have to have a very fresh clipping like instantly and then wrap it in water or uh-huh. else, because I bet the ones, even though they were cut like that day, were probably yeah. already dying. You know, if you have an opinion on how we could do this, Calvary <laughs> podcast, yeah, podcast at calvarylife.org, right? That's right. Podcast at calvarylife.org. Send us your suggestion. This is an amazing, amazing thing about Israel is that there's these things like that, like piles of leaves that were from this ancient tree that could have been with Jesus. And I, I remember driving past little spots and just you or one of our narrators would say like, oh yeah, that mound of dirt right there, there's yeah. probably an ancient city under that. We just haven't had time or the money to like yeah. excavate it yet. It's yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's just like nor- like the, the sacred and the secular are just kind of all mashed together. Yes, they absolutely are. That's what's in so in Turkey, which ancient Asia Minor, where Colossi is, is mm-hmm. Colossi hasn't even been excavated yet. What I didn't know I, that they're gonna just finally start. Really, it's just a hill. It's a green hill. Philadelphia, also the the original Philadelphia, yeah. um, totally unexcavated. Crazy. Yeah, and these places are. I mean, Colossi is one what of if the most we found like ancient cities? Yes. <laughs> I know, dude. Guaranteed, you could find stuff. Yeah, because it's just an absolute guarantee that under that mound yeah. of dirt and grass. It's an absolute guarantee that there's ruins under there. Yes. One of the places we went in Israel was um, the place where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. Yes. And and we had a little bit of time to kind of walk around and I was looking for more scrolls. Oh, yeah. I was trying to like look under rocks and stuff. Did you find anything? No, I didn't see any, but there's got to be more in there. On your trip, were we able to go up into the upper wadi area? No, no. we weren't. Shoot. Okay. I couldn't remember. Um, Because that's where there's more caves and stuff up there. Okay. Let's do do a tour (laughs) slash... Like find stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty sure some people have looked around up there. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Anyways, you know, that those De- Dead Sea Scrolls were found by two kids messing around throwing rocks. Is that true? Is that kind of a rumor? No, no, no. That, really that's happened. actually true. Yeah, that's actually true. So they were chucking rocks. They were like shepherd boys throwing rocks at mm-hmm. each other or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they heard the sound of a ceramic pot breaking. Like wow. they heard that was a different. They're like, what? Yeah. And then they went and checked it out and then they sold it to some guy for $5. No way. And then that guy then went and told other people and then sold stuff for like millions of dollars. Oh, those kids should have gotten some of that. those poor kids. But I don't know, uh, man. So anything else okay. about Israel? Oh, man. Tons. I mean, yeah. I could go on and on and on. But uh, oh, a couple of things like I'm going to do, I want to do for the next Israel trip that are kind of interesting, I think, yeah. maybe to you and hopefully to others. But yeah. So this trip, like, okay, so here's kind of like the normal route we go. Um, we normally, like, we kind of go south mm-hmm. initially, and you go to some deserty areas, and mm-hmm. you go to, like, That's Dead Sea? You go to Dead Sea. You see, like, where the David and Goliath story took place, stuff like that. And then you come, you like, kind of scary desert, Dead Sea. You go north up into, like, that place you mentioned, Qumran, mm-hmm. and then and Getty, this beautiful oasis. Mm-hmm. 
go to the big mountain of Masada, and then you go north all the way up to Galilee region, and then you spend a couple days in Galilee, and then you go to the farther north of Israel, which mm-hmm. is like where we mentioned Caesarea Philippi mm-hmm. or Dan mm-hmm. and some of those places. Then you go down across to the sea to Caesarea and then up to Jerusalem, and yeah. you do all the things in Jerusalem. That's kind of like the route. That's great. Now, I wanted to, I was like feeling something on this trip where I was like, you know what? I feel like we do these two days in Galilee and we do it a little bit too, we're too rushed. Yes. And so what I want to do is add a day to Galilee and I've already got it fixed into the schedule. Sweet. So to add a day in the Galilee and that's where you can then do everything a little bit slower. Yep. I found this really cool hike. It's a brand new hike that you can go from this place called Chorazin, which mm-hmm. is a city mentioned in the Bible mostly right. for its curse. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Chorazin. Oh. <laughs> But the reason Corzin's um, is cursed, Corzin, Bethsaida, and um, Capernaum are cursed because they were the places that Jesus did most of his miracles. Seventy yeah. percent of his miracles happened in those three towns, like those er- that area. Interesting, yeah. And yet they still rejected the mm-hmm. Messiah, mm-hmm. and so that's why whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, but then, um, so anyway, there's this walk. It's a three mile walk from Corazin to Capernaum. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like along the mountain part where the Sermon on the Mount would have been Mm -hmm. given. Mm -hmm. And so like you can go to Corazin and then do this cool walk and then do, and then sit halfway through that walk and do the Sermon on the Mount. And then you end up in Capernaum, which was like Jesus, sort of Jesus's town. Right. Really his town during his ministry years. Peter's home. Yeah. Um, So it's pretty epic. Hmm. Um, I love that. Yeah. So like, and then just chill. And then part of it too, to have like a half day of just rest at the hotel, which is like right on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Like what I was talking about. Yes. And you get that like peaceful time there that you're longing for. Um, so that's anyway, great. that's, that's great. like some really cool stuff that people could have okay, a 2024 to start yep. saving. <laughs> like what you said a couple of Sundays ago when you were back, you're like, start saving your pennies or your hundred dollar bills. hundred dollar bills. Yeah. <laughs> you basically need to save $200 a month between now and then, and it could be paid for. But if you could do that, that's just one cup of coffee a day. <laughs> yeah. You know, you love people say that. Yeah. <laughs> you could save all the children of Africa for one coffee a day. <laughs> My sweet wife, a few months ago, she's like, you know how much money you spend on coffee? I was like, no. She's like, just guess. I'm like, 15 bucks a month? And then we started adding it up. I'm like, ooh. Is it a lot? What? Oh, no. No. Do you not make coffee at home? Well, and so that's prompted me to reinvigorate (laughs) my coffee making at home. Okay. It's never the same. It's never the same. I think it's better for me because I really? d- I drink black coffee though. Okay. So, cause if, are you doing like lattes and stuff like that? No, I actually do black coffee too, but for some reason I can't get it hot enough at home or I don't have the water to be yeah. ratio dialed in perfectly. Although lately I've been more happy. I've been just buying the, the Pete's coffee at target and something's on sale. Okay. So see, this is where, cause like, do I you- actually have to think through then how much money I've spent on <laughs> my coffee maker and my coffee <laughs> That's true. and stuff like that. Because I bought this thing called the Technivorm Mocha Master and it was B and I, both of our get our Christmas <laughs> present one year. Uh-huh. It was like, this is going to count as both of our. And I think it's this, like, if you guys Google Technivorm Mocha Master, it's a crazy word, but the company's Game called changer. Technivorm. Yeah. It's like a few hundred bucks, but yeah. it was like our, our birthday or our Christmas thing. And, um, it's epic and it looks like all like kind of scientific or something, you know? <laughs> um, and then, and then I do trade, it's like trade coffee is like this subscription services yes. to beans. Yes. So I actually really like it and uh, it kind of, 
it only does like kind of good stuff. Yeah. And it kind of gets to know you a little bit because uh-huh. you rate stuff and, and all that. Anyway, and I, it's hot. It's delicious. It's good. It's nerdy. I like it. Anyway, but then I'm like, oh, how much money did I spend on all? <laughs> well, maybe up front, beans. but then after a while. Yeah, after a while. It's definitely going to be cheaper than, you know, however much yeah. coffee bean or Starbucks. I are. know. But like, I don't do any, I think once you have like any kind of fancy drink that's like any kind of, like espresso bar drink, yeah. like a latte or a cappuccino or whatever other versions. Yeah. You know, it's just, they're like five, six bucks. Yeah. They're so rich too. It's at least a lot to have in the morning. Yeah. Well, it's probably like, it's money and it's cal- <laughs> calories. Right, right. Anyway. Um, all right. Should we not talk about coffee? You know what's weird is that coffee in places like Israel, Europe, it's no good. That's <laughs> 100% false. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Europe? Europe has the worst coffee. That's my hot take. Oh my gosh. I've been in France, Germany, Austria. The entire system of our coffee in America is based off Italian coffee. It's all like the little uh, (laughs) espressos. You can't get like just normal black, good, hot coffee. Okay. 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 Wow. Oh my goodness. This is, this is very troubling people. (laughs) We need to talk this through. Okay. So yes, you're, you're right that it is different than they don't do brewed coffee. No. They totally don't do brewed coffee and you have to like, that's why the Americano exists because the Americano is a play on brewed coffee. Yes. But the problem with an Americano is they typically, people typically put too much water in an Americano Uh and it's Uh not, it's not strong. Like it's not bold, bold, rich enough with coffee flavor. It's hot enough, but not. Yeah. Yeah. So I usually like to do an Americano with like half the amount of water that people would normally put in it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's like, I know we're like, I'm not even that nerdy about coffee. Like, dude, my friend Jason like has like these formulas that he's like determined based off of the like grams of the coffee to the like grams of water. Oh, that's so funny. And yeah, like let's have Jason come in. He'll give us a coffee. Should we, we uh, could, we could do an episode with Jason Krushevich on like food and coffee and, let's do and it. the Bible even like, oh yeah, there's actually some good, obviously yeah. good tie-ins to that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Let's do that. Okay. All right, that'd be fun. We're booking you. <laughs> You ever listen to this, Jason? <laughs> I don't know if he does or not. Maybe, maybe occasionally. Uh, oh, speaking of that, yes. And my amazing wife, Marie, we were um, driving somewhere uh, a long distance a couple weeks ago, and um, she had her ear, AirPods, 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 whatever the earphones on. Yeah. And she started laughing, and I was like, "What are you laughing about?" She's like, "I'm listening to the podcast." Oh. I was like, "What? what? Just on her own? Yeah. Like, un- she was enjoying it." Enjoying it. Do you know what episode she was listening to? I can't remember right now. Dang it! You should. You need to know this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so good. I'm so stoked that she was listening. <laughs> I don't think my wife has ever listened, maybe once or twice. I know. I think now Marie is like more our fan than B, which is like huge to say. Yeah, just that she actually was <laughs> laughing. I know. <laughs> anyway, the fan might be too strong. Yeah, I think a fan might be a little generous. <laughs> Do we have any fans? Uh, um, okay, so yeah, Israel and okay. then yeah, numbers. Yeah, so we're still in this incredible. Oh, wait, book wait, 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 stop right there. Stop right there. I'm oh. sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to direct this conversation, no, but please. you were actually away. in Israel when the Ukraine Russia thing broke out? Yes. What was that like? So I think it was probably similar to how like people here felt about mm-hmm. it, right? Like, I mean, it was like in the news on our phone, like so on our phones, like reading stuff on Twitter or wherever or whatever news source you use. Like we're reading about it, but that wasn't like, so in the land of Israel, there was no sense of 
I don't know. I didn't have anything. Like, we're out in the middle of nowhere yeah. doing touring. So it was almost like more removed. Sure. And I think we were even more removed from like probably whatever like normal news sources we have, especially if you're mm-hmm. a TV person. Mm-hmm. Um, but which I'm not. So I guess I was able to like see things on like kind of the different sources on my phone that I yeah. would look at. Um, but yeah, like we were all very like aware and concerned for it and like prayerful about it, I guess as a tour group, but we weren't hearing a lot about it. We did hear some stuff that like Israel was, um, the prime minister of Israel, I guess was like trying to be involved in some like negotiations, yeah. like some of those peace talks or whatever right. that didn't really work out. Yeah. I guess Israel has a good relationship with both Ukraine and Russia yeah. at some level. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that w- I had heard that that was a part of why Israel didn't get involved initially in yeah. certain sanctions or whatever, because right. they were in the middle of trying to be like a, a mediator. Right. Well, there's actually a lot of Jewish Ukrainians and Jewish and Russians, Russians too. Ton, yeah. Tons, tons. Yeah. So anyways, I'm not, and that's not, I'm, I'm not trying to do Israeli politics here, right. but just that's some of the stuff that I, that I had heard. Interesting. So yeah, it wasn't like anything, anything did, did crazy. Did you kind of fly over? Oh yeah. The flight. Yeah. Cause okay. So we flew up to Istanbul, which I guess, you know, Istanbul is not close to Ukraine, but Istanbul is a lot closer to Ukraine than Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like right. a lot, lot closer. Yeah. And then I was looking at, you know how when you're on the plane, you can see like your flight path, like the little like screen that does like how many miles you've been and how many miles to go. And it kind of shows your arc. It did feel like we were just west of Ukraine as we went north because mm-hmm. uh, it really we really flew north first in this big north arc thing that kind of goes up and down mm-hmm. um and so I was just like looking at it like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess Turkish Air is uh is able to fly wherever they you know I don't yeah, know some... <laughs> but that's like the interesting thing to fly in Turkish Air and going through the Istanbul airport it's crazy wild, like um, the most international place oh, you could United probably Nations ever go. Yes. On steroids. Yeah. Yes. Because you could think like in a lot of other countries, like even if let's say London or Paris or I don't know, Nairobi, Kenya even, or like, I don't know. I'm trying to think like what other kind of like hub hub sort of cities there are, or Frankfurt, Germany or something. But like when you're in Istanbul, it's it's like this sort of in between country of like kind of countries that we, that we would say are scary, bad countries. Sure. And then, um, and then Western countries. Right. And it's kind of how Istanbul, incredible mix. It's how, it's how Istanbul always has been. It's like half Mm -hmm. of Istanbul is in Europe and half of Istanbul is in Asia. It's this wild crossroads. And so you're in there and I'm like seeing people with, like I, I had mentioned my email. I'd saw people with Russian passports, Uh saw people with like Syrian passports, Mm -hmm. people from like, Iran people mm-hmm. from like North Korea would go there even mm-hmm. like if they can like mm-hmm. it's crazy so you just see like all these people from like countries that you would never normally go yeah, to it's fascinating yeah and they're walking around with all sorts of different clothing yeah. and obviously like full burkas and and stuff like that you're like seeing stuff that we don't normally see in our right. day to yeah. day um, so it was kind of wild which yeah. I actually think is quite cool and interesting yeah. you know I like sort of being part of that like I know sometimes people can feel a little unsettled when things are different yeah essentially and I think it's okay to like okay I mean just like let's hey let's embrace this right. this is a cool place yeah. and but that strikes you the minute you get into that airport well actually you were in the new airport um yeah there's they a, built it a couple years but ago it feels similar though. yeah but uh yeah the minute you get there you're like whoa I am not in the west anymore <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly this airport's so big and crazy and fancy like it has a full-on um, like archaeological museum in, and I went to it because I'm such a <laughs> dork. Uh, 
I went, we had like a three hour layover or something. So I went to the Istanbul airport museum and it's like a branch of the Istanbul archeological museum. Hmm. And they had full on like, like busts or like heads, parts of statues of um, like emperor Domitian and Hadrian, like these Roman emperors and stuff like all that kind That's of stuff, so funny. which it's was amazing, like so yeah. cool just to like I, see some I of that. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but it's funny how like, and when our elementary kids go on like field trips here in California, we're like, kids, this Indian basket is 300 years old. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. How ama- I mean, which is, it's great. I mean, yeah, but yeah, when you go to places like this, it's like, yeah. I know our tour guide in Israel kept saying things like, oh yeah, these, these walls are 500 years. So it's not very old, you know, yeah. and, like, well, it's like twice as old as America, right. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, on the Ukraine, Russia thing, I don't think we should talk about this today cause we're not prepped, but you, I have had people ask me here at Calvary, is this the sign of the end times is somehow this conflict? Mm-hmm. And I think it's yes and no. Mm-hmm. And that's like my initial answer would be is. Uh, yes, because every day is getting closer yeah, to sure. the end times in a sense, yep, yep. um, to the culmination. Um, there does seem to be this idea of a, a power from the North coming and having some type of role in, yeah. in times play. And that could be a nation like traditionally it's been Russia that people have kind of pointed to at least the last hundred years. They pointed to that. It yep. might be something else. I don't know, but, but that could happen. But the thing that's been hitting me is that almost the entire world, other than like six nations have all kind of focused their, I guess I would say, I don't know if anger, righteous anger is the right word, against Russia, right? Mm-hmm. The whole world is like unified against Russia, basically, at least from what I'm understanding. Yeah, sure. I think that's how it's going to be for against Israel one day. Mm-hmm. So you can see how quickly the entire world united together against one. Right. That similarly could happen at some point against Israel for much different reasons, probably. Yeah. So you can kind of see how, okay, we do have the technology the information that gets so quickly spread um, and the nation's ability to talk to each other, that this could happen in some way, but it does feel like Israel has got to be more of a central player when it comes to the actual events Mm -hmm. unfolding, whether that's the tribulation Mm -hmm. or even beyond. So maybe that'd be a fun podcast episode to do at some point. I need to read up a little bit more though, before I'm talking about it intelligently. Yeah, I get that. Um, Yeah. I get having to read up on, unlike the trying to sort of determine if these yeah, are the signs of the times. Yeah, yeah, if these are the signs of the times, so to speak. Um, and I'm always, I'm pretty hesitant about that. I always like, I always think about the whole thing where it's like not even the sun knows the mm-hmm. the day or the hour or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, how do we, how do we think we would be able to know? Mm-hmm. Um, when he, That's his return. But um, like, then I also think about we're called to live every day. Yes. Like it's tomorrow. Right. right? Or, um, don't live. build bigger barns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's just, it shouldn't necessarily affect us in a lot of ways, like that we should live like it's going to be quote unquote end times tomorrow. If we are to, um, you know, if, if we're living the way that God has called us to live. And then I always think like, okay, if world war two, if the events of world war two, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And it did. I, I know the whole part of Israel being a major player, but you think about like the massive amounts of, uh, well, I mean, just the Holocaust and right. going through hard times and, yeah. and war and you're just, okay, well that wasn't it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I know it's, that it means it still is to come, but it's just, right. sometimes I think we get a little myopic because something happens. Mm-hmm. This one's different because it's not the something happened to us. I think it was sometimes when you get people like the, maybe like even like the pandemic or something, mm-hmm. like, okay, well I had to, 
I had a hard time, you know, I, yeah. had, I had to wear a mask when I went to the store. And so it's probably the end times right? <laughs> or whatever. You right. Know? I don't know. So I just get like a little bit like, don't see the end times in everything. Cause people have been saying that for. Yeah. I don't want to say both, years. right? Yes. Don't see the end times in everything. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you said. I totally agree. But then see it in everything. Like, in other words, like, like be minded, mindful of a way of that. Like, wow, yes. Jesus is going to come back one yes. day and we should live you know, in a sense of excited and prepared for that to happen. Yeah. Does that, does yeah. that follow? Yeah. yeah, no, totally, totally. I just think it's like a, cause I think we should act. That's kind of what I was saying. Like we should live every day like it yeah. is tomorrow. Yeah. But then I think it's almost like a version of you're so heavenly minded. You're no earthly good. Uh, yeah. You're so end times minded. You're no present, you know, present times good. Right. <laughs> you know, where people. Well, yeah. I think people have used, um, Oh, Jesus is coming back. So therefore I don't need to, Fill right. in the blank, right? Right, right? Care about my neighbor. Right. Um, be be gracious to people. Right. <laughs> be right. on mission. Right. So in a sense, they kind of yeah stop realizing their purpose here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like even environmental stuff or whatever. I just sure. throw my throw my trash and poison wherever I want to because who cares? The world's gonna burn. You know. Like, right. <laughs> so. <laughs> right. Um, which I don't think is the right way to think about. Yeah, that I stuff. mean, creation care. Even if Jesus was coming back to the, this afternoon, I still think creation care is important because God yeah. made the world. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, anyways, that just touched it on a little bit, but I think. Yeah. You know, would Would listeners want to hear that and go podcast calvarylife.org? <laughs> <laughs> I know we're doing like a hodgepodge episode today since we're kind of just getting back because um, we we've also been in this amazing book of numbers, which has been. I've been surprised by how many people have been like, dude, Eric, I love this whole book of numbers. It's crazy. It's not often even in any of our series, honestly, where people say anything, <laughs> anything about it at all, good or bad. Um, but like, yeah, seeing even people posting on their thing, like, oh, I've just been like blown away by the book of numbers. And you're just like, that's so cool. I love that um, the Bible has been able to come alive in a way or like from a, a place in the Bible that was unexpected. Yeah. Let's say. Yeah. Um, so that's been such a cool gift. And I think like we've talked already about how we've been blown away by how sort of Holy spirit, like presence of God, like radical signs and wonders, um, kind of stuff that has been involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has like some hard lessons, um, like a couple of weeks ago, you talked about, um, the, the sons of Korah and like kind of what happens in number 16 with this wild plague and earth swallowing and plague. And then Moses uh, sending Aaron, right. We're running out with like the incense. And that's so interesting too. Like how like the incense is a symbol of like God's glory, right. His presence. And that's what saved the people was him running out with the incense that would be burned in the tabernacle. Um, so that whole story is so wild. Um, and then this Sunday was the whole donkey. Yeah, I know. The talking donkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and a pagan sorcerer priest right. who blesses the people of Israel and hears from God and God speaks to him and uses him. I heard that story in a fresh new way yesterday too. Like there's mm. just things about it that I think maybe growing up or just catching that story, it was just such a sensational story Yeah, that I felt like the takeaway was um, God can speak through anything. <laughs> yeah. 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 But there was even just a deeper layer yesterday of just the actual blessing that was in that was yeah. incredible. Yeah. That's really beautiful. I agree. Yeah. I know. I, yeah. I feel like I have been affected by the study. Hmm. My own. So I think mm-hmm. probably similarly for you, but like my own study of these texts, yeah. I'm just like, 
oh wow this is this is rich this is beautiful yeah and we gave it like only a certain amount of time because we're like oh i probably shouldn't do too long of a I series know. in the book of numbers and then you know we're approaching missions conference each week and all that and so it was like okay we'll just do it this many weeks and now i kind of like wish we i know we only have longer. one more we have number 25 this coming sunday as the time of this recording but yeah yeah should we do a couple extra <laughs> I know we could do a couple extra, like do them later or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Easter Sunday, Moses strikes the rock. <laughs> hey, that's, let's do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, like, I don't know. Do you have any kind of takeaways? I'd say similar, right? Just a, a book that, yeah, at times it's a narrative. So it's a story. So in that way, it's not prescriptive, meaning that we're like reading numbers and going, okay, this is how I should live. I should go take a scepter, <laughs> run out in front of Vegas traffic and right, stop God's right, wrath. Right. Or I should, as numbers <laughs> 25 was going to say this week, you know, use a spear to, to stab somebody that's, um, in, in caught in the act of sin. Like, yeah, obviously those aren't things we do. Yeah. You're like a psycho criminal mindset. Yeah, 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 exactly. So <laughs> that's not a prescriptive book. And so I think at times just reading it as a story, as a real story, but as like, okay, let's, let's, these are the stories for this generation. But I think the application that's like you said, with mm-hmm. some of the spirits movement, um, that just the, the dependence that God is asking for from his people, um, it's been really just touching to me and mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think too, there's just alluding to it, but it's like God's word never returns void. It's so rich. It's spirit inspired. And so there's a sense that like, uh, parts that I've dismissed a little bit, God's saying, look how rich this is. And mm-hmm. I think that even just makes me even as a student of the Bible, even more excited to dig into other parts of the Bible that maybe I've like, Oh yeah, yeah I've read Daniel before I, I right. get, I, I get Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Oh no, but what am I, what I need to see in Daniel that maybe I haven't seen before. Right. So yeah. What yeah, does so God that's, have in Deuteronomy? Right. So I think maybe even just a larger scale, it's, it's just given me like a deeper affection for the hard parts of the Bible. Mm, I love mm-hmm. that. I agree. That's awesome. I totally agree. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I loved, uh, I just, I had like fun preaching this Sunday, which mm-hmm. was like, it seemed like you did, which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, it was time change Sunday, yep. which is kind of brutal. Yeah. And then I actually, what were, what were the faces let out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at first they were kind of like, you know, they were kind of like, like a little bored or tired or uh-huh. whatever. And then you start digging into it. Then you start talking about, yeah, you had a ton of energy just sharing yeah. the first half of that story and yeah the story is just a fun wild story to tell not just the talking donkey bit but like i don't know yeah just even who balaam is and how he blesses and even the unknown thing i I was super struck by the thing of how the people of israel are just in this whole story they're not involved they're just living their lives (laughs) down the bottom of the mountain (laughs) and they're actually disobeying and rebelling and doing bad stuff and then the whole time this crazy sorcerer pagan guy whatever is is just blessing them from the mountains and they have no idea yeah no idea isn't that crazy so god's just blessing them yeah and and yet they're like i said i don't even know how they know about this story like who eventually told them this story because it doesn't have any of them in it right so somehow however that works like somebody came down and was like bro you should have seen balak maybe it was the dog king of moab yeah King was so mad at you guys <laughs> yeah, maybe later after they defeat them. But what's kind of brutal though about the story is they're, they're disobeying mm. and they're being blessed. And then I didn't want to jump into your week mm-hmm. because it's coming up this Sunday, but the whole thing is 
it's those Moabites is who they start to sin with what mm-hmm. was why this guy starts to throw a spear. It's those very Moabites. Yeah. So they're being affected by these Moabites, not because of the king wanting to curse them because they're getting tempted by some of these Moabite right. ways, these like sexual right. things that take place. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. That's even just like an interesting thing for you to consider even for the Sunday is like oh, good point. Yeah. Right. Cause it's the Moabite King trying to right. curse them. And then it's with these Moabite women yeah. that they start sinning with. Yeah. So and I don't know. That just kind of, I was like, oof, I, I gotta not, I don't want to cover that, but it just was striking me because I was think? thinking so much about the Moabite King. I'm doing a little King. prep for my talk right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, we're but... doing prep, talk prep. <laughs> well, I think it's an interesting thing to think about, at least, like, hey, even just to, like, mention offhand of just, hey, this Moabite King was just trying to curse them. Yeah. And they now were not cursed. They were blessed. Yeah. But they were still seduced right. and tempted. Right. So we can be tempted... And we can succumb to temptation. That doesn't mean God's blessing is gone yeah. from us yeah. or God's, huh. you know, like, and so that's where there's these certain things, mm-hmm. like, especially like the Abrahamic covenant, like mm-hmm. that's an unconditional sure. covenant, yeah. Yeah. right? And you're not promised to have like a good day tomorrow. Right. That's not a covenant, yeah. right? Yeah. Or you're not yeah. promised to not Absolutely. have a consequence if you go sleep with a bunch of Moabite temple right. prostitutes or whatever yeah, it was, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not promised to have like no consequences for that. Sure. But you're promised that God stills blessing is for you and your people. Yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of, that's fascinating. I mean, this is like riffing a bit, but yeah. So often God's blessings aren't necessarily connected to our, like, I guess I'd say obedience. Like sometimes it's, just like, it's God's grace that just blesses us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe we can get in trouble if we think, oh, we're being blessed. So we must be obeying God. We must be doing right. things right in right. a sense. Look, my job's going well. I just got my bonus. You know, my kids are doing this. Yes. And yet we're walking away from God in the right. midst of that. And so I'm almost, yeah, the whole, that's almost prosperity gospel again, right? Like, totally. oh, if everything's going well in my life, I must be yes. pleasing God. Yes, um, or vice versa, if everything's going terrible in my life, I must have made God angry for something I've done. Right, right. And yet that's not always connected, right? Right, absolutely. So Does that make sense? No, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. Now they get God's, I'm not saying this is us always because I agree with what you just said. They're getting some of God's anger because of their yeah. sin. But it's like that whole thing I was trying to say even yet, uh, it's yesterday because yesterday as of our recording, sorry. But like when we can't manipulate God like mm-hmm. with our right living. Mm-hmm. We, we give God yeah. glory. Yeah. We give God pleasure. Yeah. We give God worship through our right living. Right. And, yeah. but we don't then get him to do something for us with yep. our right living. And I think that's where we can get kind of messed up with. Totally. So we think if we say the right words, do the right things, we're going to make God do stuff for us. Right. I had a, a very pivotal point in my early twenties when I was trying to walk with Jesus. And I was actually serving here at Calvary as an intern in the high school ministry. Mm. And so I'm giving a lot of hours and part of my life to discipling high school students. I'm not married. I'm a single guy. And I'm just feeling lonely and frustrated at this point. Like, God, I'm serving you. How come you haven't provided a, a wife for me or, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, just yeah, a yeah. date, right? <laughs> <laughs> Happiness. And, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and I remember God kind of gently but firmly dealing with me of like, what's mm. your motivation for serving, for serving yeah. me? Is yeah. it to get something from me mm. or not? And I, I wish I would have seen, oh, wow, I have a... You know, they're, they're, I do have a wife <laughs> in the future for you. Like, just be patient. Right. Um, don't freak out. And yet 
but yeah, there was some real motivation wrestling I had with God is, oh, am I just doing this? Oh, am I obeying, obeying to get something? Right. Right. Yeah. No, totally. And I, I totally have that temptation in me. Like mm-hmm. I told, or that, that inclination. Even today I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and so we should still live rightly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should yeah. still be obedient, but right. it's out of submission. It's like, God, you're God. I'm yeah. like, that's my only choice. That's right. like, that's all I got. Because the problem with the first way is, it, is the minute something goes wrong for us, then we bail yes. on obedience. Exactly. Exactly. Because, yeah, obedience doesn't mean your life's going to be the way you think it being perfect is. Yeah. Right? Whatever, like, your definition of that is. Or even just what a common definition of that yeah. would be. I mean, like, you can still have a hard time. Let's get super personal. Your life, you've had hard things this year. I mean, other people have had harder things, but yeah, way harder things. Yeah, yeah, bike accident. Yeah, pretty severe case of COVID. I mean, there's just a couple things, right? Just, and there's other things too, but like, sure. But I don't know. Like, it's not like you're following, you're pursuing Jesus, and yeah. So yeah. you can't equate those things with like. Right. Know, do you see what I'm going with that? No, I, to- I, I totally understand. Yeah, that was. You, you could totally be like, this isn't fair. Why is this mm-hmm. happening to me? Right. Yeah, and having that mindset and. Of course, that's like at some like one on a scale of 10, but like, yeah, we all have our grieving moments. Yeah. 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 It was a big, a big deal for me in the moment. It's not a big deal perspective wise over the course of what's going on in our world. But, but yeah, and it's just like, you can totally get why God, uh, quote unquote, why God, you know, whenever you feel that thing, like, why God, like, why Mm -hmm. are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Like it, it means that's coming out of a serious emotion. Something is really going wrong. Hmm. But then also like a little bit of processing through mm. like I, it probably isn't God doing something to you because of something you have or haven't done. Ooh, that's good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's now something could be happening to you because you made bad choices. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> but it doesn't always mean God striking you with a plague or something, yeah. you know? Now in the book of Numbers, <laughs> it happens a few times. <laughs> yeah, the... but I think we're usually not mad when we get consequences for doing something bad. Mm-hmm. We're mad when yes. we're good and it doesn't yes. happen good for us. Absolutely, yeah. it's the whole classic: why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when we're mad. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. At least that's when I'm mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, God, why do you know? Why do these pastors get super like? you know, have like these awesome, huge churches and Mm -hmm. awesome, these books that sell tons and tons of copies or whatever, that kind of stuff. And like have all this amazing influence and reach, but they're the ones that are like doing bad stuff, Yeah, you know? And then it comes out, they're doing bad stuff. They're abusing people or they're committing sins, sexual or, or whatever. How does does God allow that? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, God, I'm just trying to be faithful here. You know, like what's going on? Right. You can have a bit of that. Or even the person in the office, like, you know, I'm I'm trying to walk uprightly with Jesus. This guy is doing everything shady. crazy, yeah. shady, and look yeah. like he's the top sales guy in our office. Mm-hmm. It's like, why God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get feeling that way, mm-hmm. but I think that's just not like again. It the whole thing of being obedient isn't to manipulate God to make our life better. Yeah, it's to glorify Him. Oh, that's to gold. Love Him. That's gold. I know it's good. It's good for all of us, man. It's hard stuff. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Should we wrap it up? Yeah. Um, I'm not ready to though. This is fun. It is fun. We're all, we're getting close to an hour though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We should go (laughs) podcast at calvarylife.org or go on to either Matt or I's social media. Oh gosh. 
<laughs> Mine's at Eric Wakeling on every form or the three I do. I do, I do, uh, Facebook rarely. So I post to Facebook almost exclusively from an Instagram post that goes straight to Facebook. <laughs> Occasionally I'll do other stuff. I think we've talked about this stuff before, but like, yeah. And then I do Instagram mostly. And those are both at Eric Wakeling. And then I do Twitter mostly just reading, but I'll tweet occasionally. But I, <laughs> I feel like I'm not good at posting on Twitter though. So Instagram, I'm trying to follow really closely this week because uh, one of our kids is on a missions trip and they're posting on Instagram's stories oh, like yeah. every day, like little updates. Yeah. But I, the stories, they like disappear so fast. How do you like pause oh, you story? Just hold, you just put your finger on the screen. I know, but then it like clicks to the next one. It no, always messes no, 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 up. No, no. You just hold your finger down on the screen, Matthew. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're dealing with Boomer here. Okay, okay, Boomer. <laughs> no, literally, you just you don't tap it. You just hold down and just hold your hold it there. I think I'm tapping it. No, don't tap. Don't tap. Don't swipe. Don't swipe. Don't tap. Hold. Hold. Hold the line. <laughs> yeah, you just got to put your finger on there and then just hold it and it'll stay. Oh boy. Now you can go back. How? So if you tap on the far left, what? it'll go back within that account. What? Yes. And if you swipe left, yeah. it'll go to the previous account. No. Oh my goodness, you guys. You see what I'm dealing with here? <laughs> this is a struggle. <laughs> is all this a bit you're doing? Is this a joke? Is this a bit? No, I really do struggle at this. I, <laughs> yesterday, okay, trying to find to the stories, trying to find my daughter in one of these photos, and it just uh, it goes to the next account. Uh, and I'm yeah, like, no, no, yeah, no, go yeah. back. And then it starts from the very beginning again. I'm like, no. Yeah, and so no, I'm trying swipe. to fast forward, but then it, yeah. Yeah, so I've changed your life right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you know about reels? <laughs> just kidding. Okay, we can stop. I like reels. <laughs> Why should we stop? <laughs> Matt's getting embarrassed. Reels are TikTok for Gen Xers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what I think. Reels are TikTok for Gen Xers, or or uh, yeah, millennials are on TikTok. I don't know how to make a reel. I've never made a reel. So should yeah. we make one right now? Okay, we'll make one after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You, it, Calvary podcast, like Calvary Life podcast reels. Yeah, we should do that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think you just film. You just hold the button down and film it while you're doing stuff, <laughs> and then it posts. Yeah, then it posts. You just you click on when you go to click on the little plus sign, and it's just what you want to make live a post or, or a story or you, a reel. Can you edit it's not it live? Of course, you could edit it. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's live also. We could do a we could do like Instagram live from my what like either yours or my Instagram feeds. Oh yeah, I accidentally went on Instagram live one time. I know I did it on accident. Yeah, too. <laughs> and I accidentally the other day I just went to like someone's. I went to like something, but I, I don't know. I just accidentally touched like the top right corner right. when it was like where you can DM people. Oh yeah, and it it started making a phone call to them. Oh no, and they were like a person that's like a acquaintance, kind of famousy kind of person. Right, not and a I'm person like, you want to like get a hold of. No, I'm yeah. not trying to call you. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's funny. That's really. <laughs> Really funny. <laughs> oh boy. Who's the, the most struggles. famous person you have uh in your contact list? In my contact list? I don't know. I don't know. This is awkward. I don't think I have anybody famous in my contact list. Who's famous? Who do you have? You have like who like Matthew Slater? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the most famous I mean, person Jackie, I have. Jackie, Jackie Slater's probably more yeah. famous than Matthew even. Yeah, that probably would be at the top. Uh, uh <laughs> I have um the director of Chosen. <laughs> oh, yeah. What's that guy's name? Um, uh, Dallas Jenkins. Dallas Jenkins. You really know that guy? Um, I don't, but I, have, <laughs> but I do have his phone number. <laughs> well, 
That's so weird. I don't it's know if I want to ask. Okay, it's a long story. It's a long story. That's amazing. He's he has done an incredible job with that thing. Yeah, if you guys good. haven't watched The Chosen. Well, being from being in Israel, you kind of it's not that far. I mean, though it's like filmed in Utah and Texas and stuff. I mean, I I feel like almost every Bible related, uh, even almost Christian related film project, but like Bible related ones, I'm just cringe. I'm just ashamed. I'm feeling like embarrassed yeah. as a Christian by what we're making and producing. It never feels like what it feels like in Israel or the people don't look like what mm-hmm. Middle Eastern people should look the like. Roman soldiers speak and, with a British accent. Yeah, yeah, that that whole bit. Oh my goodness, that drives me nuts. But um, but yeah, like I feel like Chosen is really good. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't watched all of season two yet. Yeah, I've so kind of dropped off for some reason. I need to like pick it back up. I need to pick it back up too, but season one was solid in my mm-hmm. opinion, you know? So anyway, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, endorsement from, whoa, from Calvary Life Podcast. Whoa. <laughs> like they need it. Well, will you text him and say we're willing to offer him an endorsement? Yes. <laughs> like I'll, I'll do that right and now. And we'd like to get you on our, on the pod. I'm going to send him a reel. <laughs> <laughs> This is the part. This is the part where we start going off track. That like, personally, my favorite part. I think it's a lot of other people like actually like this part. But I don't know. Maybe Would anyone people, still be listening an hour and ten some, minutes in? I know. I well, we're actually only at fifty six now. When I said almost an hour, I was like five minutes. Okay, ago. I'm trying to think if there's anyone else famous on my phone. Oh, I think I just called somebody. Did you just call Dallas Jenkins? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, I don't hmm. famous. I know anybody famous, honestly. I mean, maybe like some pastors that are <laughs> that would be famous to you and I, but yeah, not to like, like anyone famous? else. I don't know. Mm. I don't know actually people that are famous. Yeah, I don't um, think I really do either. Dude, okay, this is kind of serious. And I haven't watched it yet, but did you hear? Remember the really tragic story of Maribel Ramos, who yeah. was this woman that was missing in our area yeah and then yeah. we had like prayer vigils over her yes. ended up she was murdered yeah it was really sad and tragic but it is i get there's this show on netflix called uh like worst roommate ever or something like that oh, no. and it's a it's a it's like a documentary like a serious show it has her and she's i guess she's one of the episodes Ooh, that'd be hard for me to watch i know it's yeah. brutal but i just heard about this and it's like calvary church is actually mentioned in it really yeah because we had that whole had the vigil here prayer yeah. vigil here and it's mentioned on the show someone just like told me that yesterday i haven't watched it yet oh, interesting so that's kind of crazy um yeah i know it's like kind of half sad but half like whoa that's wild yeah that was an interesting time i actually went on um i think it was channel five news yeah because they were just doing a report from here from the vigil yes. and so they were asking for a pastor to come on and and talk about that situation and it was a really weird situation to um to we talk, didn't really to talk, know we didn't, anything. Yeah, I didn't know anything, or but, so it felt like a little inadequate. But also wanting to represent her and her family yeah, well, and yeah, um, yeah, that was that was an intense time. That was an intense time, and enough that it's like on a show. Uh, one of these. Mike Stand is on my phone. Mike Stand's kind of famous. Oh yeah, Mike Stand. I'm looking. <laughs> Mike Stand is Christian through my famous. Contact list right now. Just that's exciting stuff, guys. We're just gonna sit here scrolling through our contact lists. Yep. Um, and talk about famous people that we <laughs> don't really probably know that well. So uh, I don't really know any famous people. No. I mean, who who do I know? Jim Burns? Yeah, he's kind of famous in our little world. Yeah. Mm. Greg Clark? <laughs> world famous triathlete? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. 
I think this is, this yeah. is we've, we've, we've digressed. jumped the shark. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Podcast at calvarylife.org or, oh, the reason we brought up social media was, or go on Matt Doan's social media page, uh, at Matt Doan. <laughs> Or at Eric Wakeling and tell us uh, all the things that you have questions about. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening so much to the Calvary Life Podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. If you'd like to share any of your thoughts, please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org. You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.